The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates 975. You can text the show. Go to the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you are having a great one. I mean, it's Monday. How great can it be? But, hey, we're having fun. Hoffman's getting kicked out of baseball games. We're good to hear that. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to hear from the other coach. I'm sure somebody who listens is friends with that guy. He's welcome to call in. 713-780-3776. couple things to catch up on. Um, I hate Easterby more than AJ hates that ump. Because Arizona had five one-point loss games last season. If Murray can take another step forward and the defense builds on what they did last year, Arizona can be a sneaky good team. They also won a bunch of close games. That, that's the thing that people get fooled in the NFL. Like they, that Buffalo game, they had no business winning. That was, that was a total fluke. So, yeah, usually things even out. The really good teams win those games. And maybe they get better. But I, I also don't think Murray takes another step. I, I think... I've never been that impressed with him, even though he didn't block me on Twitter like he did AJ. Yeah. Ooh, I bet that other coach blocks you on Twitter. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that that coach knows who I who I am. I bet he does now. I don't know. I don't know that he cares. <laughs> Somebody said I heard Watt's wife really liked what Cliff had to say. Look out, JJ. Well, you want to talk about something that would create a a real problem? Uh, did you see your buddy Tom Herman got a job? I did. Good for him. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, I guess that's the, this, this is probably a, a holdover job until he goes to Alabama as the OC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be his next stop. Yeah. After, you know, after O'Brien gets another job head coaching somewhere in college. Right. So, but uh, Tom Herman will be his next, uh, his next reclamation project, but, uh, in, into the NFL. So, uh, an, I always, I never know what these offensive analyst jobs, like what that actually entails, but I'm guessing it's a, a an entry into uh, eventually becoming an offensive coordinator and probably find his way back to head coaching somewhere. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it depends on the team, but usually something like this, you, you bring in a guy like when Minnesota brought in Gary Kubiak, he basically designed the offense for him. Uh, I don't think they're bringing him in to do that, but he can make some suggestions and some tweaks and who wants to be an OC in the NFL, it's a good step. I'll say it surprises me that he didn't get a uh, a college football job. Like, I, I would have expected him to, and maybe going back to a, um, going back to a, a smaller school would have been a, it would made it may have looked like he failed. Yeah. But I'm surprised that there wasn't some school who was like, you know what, we can do better if if we've got this guy. Well, what I suspect he'll do is he'll go there for a year, uh, get until some, a job opens up. Yeah, until a job he takes, like a, I would say like an Illinois level job or something like that. He's not getting another Texas, or maybe no, he, maybe he gets you know Cincinnati when that guy moves up. I mean that, that those kind of jobs. Like, couldn't you have thought like? I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'll throw out some, and you tell me if if you think it's it would be embarrassing for him to take this job. One, I, the first one I, th- I thought of that wouldn't be embarrassing because it's still in a power conference is is Arizona. They fire Kevin Sumlin. There's an opening. <laughs> what are they going to do? Just keep rolling former UH coaches through there? I'm, you know, Tom Herman, then you bring back Art Bryles. Um, but no, I, that that would be a good job for him. I I, you know, I, I don't think that's a big step down. What about Butch or the job that Butch Jones got at Arkansas State? I think he can do better than that. 
okay. I mean, I, I would I would think a better school than because Arkansas State's really well. It's always been a stepping stone job, and I guess now it's a reclamation job, which is kind of fits him. And then you get another job somewhere else. But if you're if if he fails at the next one, and suddenly he's Charlie Strong, I, I think I'd rather fail at Arizona. But yeah, I I I think he could do better than that. And then. I mean, there's a couple like Southern Miss, uh, Marshall was open. Um, hell, even I, I mean, I, th- I think uh, Boise wanted to get a Boise guy. Yeah, I, I but I, I don't think he would have been a good fit there anyway. And then I think Central Florida got a, a better guy in, in yeah. Gus Malzahn. So yeah, I mean, for Central Florida, that's, that's a, a home he- run. That's a hell of a get, and I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this yet. But that shows you where that program's gotten that they can go out and. And there's a lot of people didn't think Malzahn should have been fired at Auburn. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that, that is a definite home run hire. And, and you look at – and, again, that, I think that looks good on a conference that you can go and get a dude who could still be coaching in the SEC if uh, if you wanted to. Go get a guy like that. Houston goes out and gets Dana Holgerson from a Power 5 program. Hadn't worked out yet. But, you know, th- those kind of things help the conference. That, that's, a, that's a great hire. And uh, although I think that would have been – I mean, it would have been a good spot for him, except Malzahn's better. Yeah. There's no question. I think so, too. Just shows what the, what they can do. Everybody's asking about this. Have you seen the Queen's Gambit chick dress from last night? No. I haven't even seen the Queen's Gambit. Uh, Yeah, you haven't seen it. Dude, she... Uh, What's her name? What the hell is her name? It's uh, Ann Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. How do you spell that? A-N-Y-A. Oh, Maybe go. Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy. Um. Apparently, that was a big deal last night. I'm curious if we're going to talk about the Golden Globes. I want to hear from somebody who saw the breastfeeding commercial. Oh, did you see it? No, I didn't. I was not watching the Golden Globes last night. I was camping. I was trying to catch fish, failing miserably at it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, so I'm curious if somebody saw that, they could give us a report. It was on exposed it. nipple, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. I don't know if it was just breast, if it was full on nip, um, if there was milk coming out of them. I, I don't know. I'm just curious. We talk so much about it, and then none of us watch the Golden Globes. Uh, did you Did you watch WandaVision yet? I did. What were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, can I? I, I, uh, I here, here's where I'm confused, and maybe you can explain it to me because I'm a dumb. Uh, the whole reveal is you are the Scarlet Witch. We knew that already. She's been the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, because like, this is supposed to be happening after all the Avengers stuff, right? Yeah, she's been the Scarlet Witch since the first time we all wanted to sell pleasure to her. So yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. I'm there's only one episode left, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm obviously not gonna uh, you can't eject now, but yeah. But I don't I, feel great about the direction of it. No, I can tell I, you that much. I, I really feel like yeah, you know, okay, so they did the fun bit with the and they made they made all that make sense. But I mean uh, that was your big reveal? Right. You are the Scarlet Witch. Wow. Hey, guess what? That's not news to hey, anybody. Aaron, you are the Voldemort. Right. Big reveal. <laughs> Jack Easterby, you are the fish. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny right there. <laughs> Cal McNair, you are. Durr. <laughs> Largo asked, you catch any redfish or bluefish? No, I had one bite the entire time, and, uh, and it, it got away. It, it was a little bass, and it, it yeah, I, I, he barely. I, you, I mean, you mean it was a four hundred pound marlin? No, I'm not. I'm not a fish story guy. <laughs> okay. and there's not four hundred pound marlins. Are in, you a good fisherman? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I mean, okay. I, I don't do it. I mean, I'm, I'm not as. Like when I was a kid, like we fished every day of our lives growing up in, yeah. in Galveston, and I was I was really good when I was a kid. Matter of fact, we go to the lighted pier at, on Texas City Dyke like almost every night, and uh, and fish, and then we got a boat and we did all that. And then when I moved to Houston, I just got away from it for a bunch of years, and so I don't, you know, I don't love it the way I did when I was a kid. But it's nice once every couple months to go out and sit there, throw a line in the water, you know. Smoke a little reef, drink a little beer. It's funny because when I when I was a kid, uh, grown grown up in Brazoria County, uh, we had we had acreage, and uh, in the back we had a a stocked pond. It was you know we'd swim in it and 
uh, but there were bass and catfish in it. And I would go out there and I'd, I'd fish as a kid. And, you know, mo- usually we'd just throw them back in. Uh, but every once in a while, we'd cook them up and eat them. Yeah. Um, and now fishing couldn't sound less appealing to me. See, that's where I was when I was about your age. It's like I just wasn't interested. But then I've gotten now where, like, uh, last time we went, I caught a, a pretty good-sized bass, and we cleaned him and cooked him fresh. And that's that's some good eating, man. Yeah. You get him right out of the water. Okay, somebody says it's significant because she's never been referred to as Scarlet Witch in the MCU because they didn't have the rights because technically that's an X-Man thing, X-Men thing. Oh, uh, well, but all right. ooh, like what? Well, is, her brother's never been referred to as Quicksilver, but yeah, well, he was, and he was only Pietro in the right. So I, I okay, if that's if that's the big reveal, then this is this was a waste of dumb. time. It, it, th- that was just dumb. Yeah, this whole thing is a waste because of time. as a viewer, boy, you're talking about such inside baseball with all this stuff now. And here's what I want to know: like, are like some of these people? No, some there's some people who you can't find to say something bad about a Marvel thing. Like, whatever it is, it's great. Yeah. I wonder if people are just like, this is just nonsense. Because it feels like nonsense to me. It is. It's It's been... Uh, all right, I'm, I'll say it. It's been disappointing. Okay. I'm, I'm right there with so you. So far. I mean, I think there was... Uh, like, the, the first three episodes seemed like just a giant waste of time. And then, I mean, they were fun, but they they didn't really they didn't move a story along. No. And then once the once the story started moving at around episode four, watching last week, I was like, what what what's the whole point of this? Is what I got? That's where I got. Uh, and then, I watched it last night. I was like, yeah, we're, why? We're, we're kind of past the whole TV thing, and yet they still did the Agatha thing, like it was a TV special. Yes. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. Um, so, um, and, and the one thing I'll, I'll say about this show is that it's kind of sad that he's dead because Vision's really turned into an interesting character. That he really wasn't in the movies. He was he was an afterthought. Well, he's like an android. He's not he's not that interesting. Well, I me. know, but I think he's been more interesting in this and you could see what they could do with him. But spoiler alert, he's dead. Yeah. All right. I got to tell you guys about TGS insurance. TGS, you want to uh, save some money on your homeowner's insurance? TGS, they know you want to save money on your homeowner's insurance. So they're going to help you do it. How, you might ask? It's very simple. You text the word money to 232323. What they're going to send is a request. They're going to say, hey, what's your address? You send back your address. Within 15 seconds, you'll have a full and firm insurance quote right there in your inbox. And the average customer is saving over 900 bucks. I saved over $1,000. I know a guy who saved $2,600 a year by switching to TGS. That's good, solid money, man. And if if they can't save you money, because they can't save everybody money, I guess. Otherwise, the average would be a lot higher. If they, if they can't save you money, just throw throw away the text. Delete the text and pretend like it never happened. It took you 15 seconds of your life. Big deal. But you could save big. Text the word money to 232323. They've already shopped your home, and they will save you money today. That's money to 232323 for TGS. <laughs> Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN. Uh, a couple people asking for hockey picks. Unfortunately, I don't have any tonight. I apologize for that. It's just been We drove back this morning, and then I've been working on other stuff like all day right up until the show, and I did not get a chance to put any numbers in, so I apologize for that. Um, but I'll, I'll have some for you later in the week. I just watched the breastfeeding commercial. Yes. It's not like, uh, 
it's not like it just shows nipple for a second. Like throughout the commercial, serious nippage. There's a lot of nipple, and it's two different ladies. It's a black lady and a white lady, and they're going through the trials and tribulations of trying to breast to breastfeed. And there's like one spot, like the the ladies in the shower massaging her breast with a vibrator, and then like like I thought the nipples were only going to be seen in scenes where they were attaching a baby to it. Right. Like there was one scene where the lady's looking in the mirror and she's holding her breasts up and she said, it says, will these ever go back to normal? And she like drops them and it's full on just flop and full exposure. And it, and so none of it's like sexual, but there, it's a lot of nipple. Now, mind you, I'm not mad about this. I, I, I'm okay with nipple on TV. I'm all right. You're, you're with a it. big fan of nipples of all kind, though. Let's be honest. That's that's true. Male and female. So I, I'm not mad about this whole situation, but it almost seemed like there was some egregious nudity in this commercial. So it's um I, I'm I'm wondering if the precedent is is now set. That we're just going to start seeing boobs on on commercials, but I got no problem with that. I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not a uh, I'm no prude, but they, like this just there was more nipple than I thought there was going to be. Hmm. It showed it at the very beginning with them like trying to latch a baby, and I was like, okay, because that's what the controversy was. Like, how do you feel about public breastfeeding? And that's it's basically what you see when a woman attaches a, a baby to her breast. But then there was some more that there was no baby in the scene. It was a lady in a shower, a lady in a mirror looking at her boobs. Like that was stuff that I was like, oh, oh, well, that's just that's just egregious nipple. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christina wants to talk about the, the booby commercial. Hello, Christina. Hi. So, yes, I've seen the commercial and. Uh, coming from somebody who nursed my all of my children's last one for 14 months, my my jaw dropped. I was just like, "Oh my god, that is it's to me it's too much." It was too much. But I'm not. It was too much. I mean, I'm not a fan of public breastfeeding, you know. So I just think that's a a private thing, or at least cover it up. Stay in your car if you're out. Like I don't know. That's just me. But I was just like, oh, my God, what are they doing? It was way too much. Are you offended? Maybe it's just because I'm a girl. Are you offended huh? when you see someone breastfeeding in public? Um, you not, not really. I mean, I know that you need to feed your child when it's hungry. But to have it all out in the open, it might make other people feel uncomfortable. So I guess, I guess there's probably a sense of discomfort, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but. To be on, you know, national TV like that, that was just jaw-dropping, like so you, I said. Did, did you find yourself aroused at any point? Oh, heck no. Oh, my God, no. Have you ever, when you were, breast, when you were breastfeeding, did you ever uh, massage your breasts with your, with your personal pleasure device? No. I think those were breastfeeding uh, pumps that they had. No. I have no idea what no. that was. I think that... that that was a no. vibrator. Well, I did I, Okay, so maybe I missed that part, but <laughs> <laughs> my husband's probably cracking up listening to this. So you never, you, you never used a vibrator on your breast to loosen things up. <laughs> no, it's called warm water. Okay. That's oh, that's it. the move. All right. Well, she was doing it in the shower, <laughs> so I think she was using warm water as well. But that makes some sense. All right, Christina. Thank you for yeah, uh, thank yeah. you for sharing your breast with us. Yeah. Oh my God! You're welcome. I suppose. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. You too. Oh man. Well, there you go. We we have our, our report. There it is. So yeah, Aaron, what do you think? Did you watch it? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I just Googled it, okay, so I'll have to watch I, it at the next break when I'm going to before or after I go get Lance. I want your uh, I want your opinions after this. I want you guys to tell me if it was too much or if it was uh, how, how it worked out for you. Somebody says to tell you it was a toothbrush. All right, I got. I'll watch it again during. Watch the break. it again during the break. I'm going to watch it on the break as well, and then we'll we'll come to a consensus with Lance. Okay. What do you think? I, I think that's that's fair. I can tell you which way I'm leaning. 
We're getting rid of all FCC rules after this. I feel like that's the move, and I hope that's the Every case. swear word can fly on the air. I don't care. If you're allowed to do that, we're allowed to do everything we want. Yeah, except they're not going to. I mean, they haven't allowed us to do that. I mean, clearly the, the reins are loosened if there hasn't been one <laughs> no, fine or one warning issued just for it. The shirts are loosened, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I will uh, find out. So this is not a fan, but I don't mind public breastfeeding. What I don't like is when moms post their breastfeeding on social media for it's for attention. It's not the purpose of what breastfeeding is. Yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, I, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, it, it's it's not like I'm looking. Ooh, I wonder what that breast looks like without a baby attached to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so somebody said she used two different things. One was a toothbrush and one was a vibrator. Okay. Ah. Uh, this is this is way more analysis of a nip commercial than I really it was expecting today. But hey, there you go. I mean, had somebody told you when you first got into radio that there was going to be a TV or a commercial on TV showing women's nipples, you probably would have gone, "No, I'll get out of here." Yeah. Well, if I were in Australia, if you would have told me this on Friday, I would have said, "You're out of it." I did. There's well, no way. Th- that's what I'm saying. I did I, tell you on Friday, except you weren't here to hear it. Yes, he did tell us, but I that was the gym of the day. Like I said, I assumed that it would be uh, all the boob that we would see would be like right before it went into a baby's mouth. Like I said, lately and in the in the early part of the commercial, that's what it is. Later in the commercial, it's just like. There's just boob for for the sake of being boob at that point. I don't have a problem. I don't either. Now, I, again, I should watch it. I told it. you, I'm not a prude. Uh, I, I should watch it. But Tony in Houston says, totally in on that commercial, and there should be much more nipples. So I'm I'm kind of, I mean, you're fascinated with nipples. I'm just, I'm more fascinated with the whole of the breast. You know, it's, 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 a, I like that too. It's a holistic thing. I like that thing. part too. Yeah. I mean, I, what I think, I, I would have liked the commercial better if it would have had like, 20 different chicks instead of the same two you know what i mean okay yeah i I like variety yeah all shapes and sizes change it up okay but i guess like you know you can how many chicks are you gonna pay to be naked in your commercial well me because i'll 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 pay all the chicks what do you think they were paid sag rate oh Oh, how long did you wait to throw that out? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. <laughs> Shout out to the side. That's funny right there. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> oh, that's probably what got you kicked out of the baseball probably game. Probably was. Talking about, talking about that Karen sagging breasts in the, in the, in the stands. Oh, man. 713-780-ESPN is your number. We're going to have Lance Zerline next. See, now I can think about is going to break so I can look at these breasts. <laughs> and we still have a couple of minutes. So what should we do for the next couple of minutes? I, I don't even. Yeah, to, we'll do hoops here in a second. Yeah, take my mind off of breasts. Well, see, now, see what you guys have done is now that's all I can think about. Yeah, it, it, it's like that song that gets in your head and you can't get it out. Yeah. Like for me, the, the last couple of days, it's been uh, uh, Green Man Alishi, the Judas Priest cover, and I can't get it out of my head. And so I try to listen to it a couple of times and I still can't get it out of my head. So now I, I, I'm trying to think about three, so think about anything else. It's like when you're with a woman and it's about to happen too quick. You try to think about anything else, right? right? So I'm trying to think about anything else, but that song and it's not working. So breasts, now I got the breasts in my head. So that's all I can think about. Think about hoops. That's a good idea. Yeah, Think about hoops guys. Protonkoops.com. That's the website with the best basketball goal in the whole wide world. And they are manufactured exclusively by Hoop Sporting Equipment. And how is their goal better, you might be asking? Well, it's the thickest steel of any goal on the market. 75% thicker than the best brands you'll find in a big box store. Uh, So it's not going to be like, you know, bending to the side, leaning left, uh, you know, in a few years. This thing is built to last. Tempered glass backboard. If it breaks or cracks for any reason, they're going to replace it for free. And it's got a rust armor finish, which means no rust, 30 years, maintenance-free, perfect for our weather down here. And they've got a design to fit your home, your driveway, your backyard. Uh, the newest version is the the Bear. The Bear is fully portable. So if you've got a picky HOA in your neighborhood, it's perfect for that. And all those goals adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet with the turn of a handle. So any age can play and any age can have fun. 
See it all at ProDunkHoops.com. That's ProDunkHoops.com or give them a call. 281-351-9822. ProDunk Hoops. ESPN. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Lance couldn't believe that they actually put this commercial on real TV. So it's uh, Lance Zerline, the legend, by the way. What's up, buddy? My little uh, puritanical daughter is going to freak out when she hears Oh, she's not going to like that breastfeeding commercial? Uh-uh. Well, she's not going to like it when that was nature. I was watching a show called uh, Oh, a movie. The one that's on uh, HBO Max with Denzel. Oh, it sucks. It does? It sucks. I was worried because I could tell the first 15 minutes it looked. Yeah, how, how far into it are you? No, I was about 20 minutes and I was like, man, Remy Malik doesn't feel like he's doing a good acting job early on. You know what? The acting ended ended up being okay. The story is just terrible. Is it? Yeah, the ending God, is especially it. terrible. So I, if you if you have a chance to eject, I'll just, just, eject. I'll just have, eject. Have you guys have you guys watched that? I care a lot yet. I still haven't. Uh, you got to. Obviously, I was busy this wait, weekend wait, wait. getting kicked out of baseball games. I can't. <laughs> what does I care a lot? It's a uh, it's a really dark show where this chick basically. Oh, she's just, the biggest. Nobody's like. Oh. whole thing. I started it, and I couldn't believe how much I hated her. She looked like some young Sybil Shepherd. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was about 18 minutes into that. It, it's, it, it's pretty good when the little guy shows up. Okay. Yeah, Tyrion. Oh, that's right. Dinklage, yeah. Yeah, yeah Dinklage is in there. Yeah. yeah. And it's got a really dark ending, which I like. Oh, here's a good show Dell put me on. Dell's actually the master of finding these shows, because um, that's all he does. But the show The Head... On HBO Max, oh, it's a bunch I of say, people. Is this on uh, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Pornhub. Yeah, no. the hub. No, it's actually a show. Um, hub Premium. <laughs> it's not a premium. Does Dell it's... pay for Premium Hub? You think? <clears throat> no, there's no way. Okay, he doesn't even pay for anything. Okay, he's got passwords and usernames, but this is on HBO Max, and it's um, it's a all it's like this group of twelve people who are in um, Antarctica. And they got to be there for six months, you know, while it's dark. Before, and then this group comes back, and almost everyone's dead. Only three people are alive, or two Ooh. people are alive. And they, and it's really Do they unwinds. die of murder or starvation. Well, or that's vampires. What, well, that's what you got to see. It's it unwinds through there with the the. There's two people who are alive, and and we're finding out how things went by getting their two accounts of this. And it's a kind of a um, they do it in it's a like thriller. Tarantino style, like they you see the you see the ending, and then you've got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and well, they, yeah, they take you at, they take you to where they are in the ending, and then they rewind you backwards, and then they eventually go back forwards. Actually, it's a it's a method that's used frequently. What's the uh, what what what's the platform? HBO Max. Okay. Or HBO. Uh, yeah, HBO, HBO Max Plus or whatever. It, it yeah. sounds like Pitch Black without aliens. Well, it's it's yeah, it actually is similar. Um, but it's uh, it was a good show. It was a good show. It's about uh, I don't know. Six to eight episodes long, and that's a whole season. It was okay. pretty good. And uh, the, the movie I was telling you about says everybody's the bad guy in that. I love bad guys, though. That's why I like that movie that I care a lot so much. They all suck. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't. Ma- I don't mind the good as long as there's different types of bad guys and good and the characters well, are well developed. Well, you, you, you stick around with it until the little guy shows up. Yeah, no, no, no. I've it's it's I've You'll started like it. it You'll so. like it. Okay, I, I want to uh, on on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to ask you some things. I want to get your. Uh, your level of surprise on a scale of 1 to 10 on these things, okay? J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt signs with the Cardinals. About 10. Th- that's surprised, huh? Well, 9 or 10. Well, it's only because I haven't heard their name mentioned. Yeah. I I mean, do you, it can't, he can't think they're, like, knocking on the door of a Super Bowl, does he? How far away are they? I mean, Buffalo they, Bills far away last year? Before the, the year started? I, I think they're the Texans before last year. I mean, the Bills... The Bills were in; they were in the playoffs uh, the the year before this. So, like, the, the Cardinals are eight and eight. 
Yeah, I understand, but they're not. That's not that far. I mean, every, every season is plus or minus two to three wins or okay. losses. Um, I don't think Arizona's far away from being a playoff team. You got Seattle at a terrible defense, a quarterback situation. I don't know, maybe a little dodgy. Yeah, it's just kind of come out of the blue. The Rams are a um, contender. The Rams are a contender. I, I think San Francisco is going to be right. I back think this I think year. they'll be good too. So, but I think uh, I it's think, the toughest division in football. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are a team to get on the high end, go eleven and five. On the low end, I don't think they'll be much worse than eight and eight. Josh McCown gets released by the Texans today. Did he? Yeah. Well, so oh. let's get an instant reaction. One to ten. <laughs> well, I had to think about it, and then I'll say four because okay. that probably means he's joining the coaching staff. Okay, yeah, that's how I took that. It. That leaves one quarterback left on the roster. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be there. Well, is McCarron still there? Isn't he? He's a free agent. He is a free agent. Yeah. yeah, I don't sweat free agent quarterbacks back. I mean, I'm more worried about the Deshaun thing. Getting another AJ McCarron is nothing to me. It's, okay, and if you have to have a second guy, so no, I never wanted McCown to ever play a game. Well, I didn't either. But I, I assume just, he's I just a coach. They would keep him around. For that, I forgot like, he was actually on the roster. Yeah, I thought he was just a coach. I've already heard that they're kind of running stuff by him. You know, you run stuff by him with the coaching staff. You don't run anything by Deshaun Watson. All right, last one. I guess. The amount of outrage you got over the uh, internship, the thing? internship tweets. Uh, like, were uh, you surprised at that? No, eight. I have to remember that everyone can see it. Uh, 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 no, surprise seven. No, because I already know this is a hot button topic. With, I didn't realize that. With uh, yeah, it's a really, really hot button topic with uh, millennials, especially maybe some on Gen Z, but really hot with millennials. Probably more actually a lot of more Gen Z. And I guess now based on the the time frame of the two, well, tell the people what happened because I have well, no idea. so Jane Slater just uh, she's with NFL Network. She made a comment about she had a um, it just kind of popped up on my timeline. She had. A, an internship that wasn't hers, but somebody else it was a really cool internship. She ended up saying it was like a six week deal. Um, it was really going to be great access, like someone to get potentially special access uh, to be able to, to be able to network I mean, access or, or, to something. I don't know what the, I don't yeah. know what it is, but she, she just put it out there uh, saying, Hey, instead of this, this company didn't have a budget and didn't really have money. She said, why don't you see if there's an intern out there that, wants to work for you and they get, you know, access to, yeah. to, to, and experience, to experience, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you have to explain this. And there is a generation of people. She just, without anyone asking what it was, how long it was, or it just immediately defaulted to you want unpaid labor. This is just something the wealthy can take advantage of. And poor, it, it takes out people who don't have access to wealth and all. I, I wonder, how are we supposed to pay our bills with an internship? Yeah, you can't pay bills with an internship. And, you know, once again, my now I work for free for two years uh, doing radio on the weekends for an, just to have an opportunity, but I was happy to do and it. And it worked never, out now. Yeah, 23 years later, it worked out. But um, it was a, it just was, this year, it started working. Yeah, for it just you. finally started working. It finally took. <laughs> but uh, no, I was happy to have, I mean, to me, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was getting to be part of, and I, I think a lot of the interns here, and look, I, there's, for some people, internships, you know, they were saying are like 40 hours a week. Well, I don't know how you can do that. I don't, I'm not, I'm not suggesting people just work for free, but an internship as I know it, at least in the sports media market, does not look like a, a, a five day a week, 40 hour a week job. That's not what it is. My first internship in radio was probably about 40 hours a week. Was it? Yeah. And then I, it, I'd finish my work and then I'd go bartend at night. Well, and, you can, and that was, listen, you can do it. And then the idea that you have to be like, you come from wealth and privilege no. and all this. That's that's the stupidest. I was dirt poor. Um, I had no money. I didn't have my parents. My my parents didn't have money. I was I was just working. I was I was married. I had a kid, another one on the way, and I just I got sick of working a, a sixty hour a, a week job for four hundred dollars a week, and I just said I'm just going to start my own handicapping business. And I started Pigskin Sports, and and then I um, you know would work weekends. Uh, at the radio station, and uh, you know, I was waiting tables for a while, and then I stopped and just went full time doing my pigs and sports. But um, yeah, it's just uh, and now you're well, famous. I didn't have I didn't have money. <laughs> we were yeah. barely we were barely getting by. But um, but but it is a generation. I didn't have a wife a, and kids, and I was barely getting yeah, by. Like, I, I did, and it's it, I mean, it's a generation. I had a thing. dog mouth to feed. That was it. Yeah, it, it's it was it was hard. It was hard for me, but um, 
what was even harder was working a job I hated. Yeah. That was a really, really hard. And I mean, like I getting your foot it. in the door is invaluable and getting to meet people that can change your if life. It really is a good opportunity. And if you really take advantage of it, and if you re- I, this is what I think people don't realize. If you go that, and this is not just in radio or whatever, if you go, if you're the one who doesn't say no, yeah. if you don't say no to stuff and you say yes, yes, besides this like, and this, well, not say no to that. that stuff. Say no to that. Yeah, just say no. When it yeah. comes Josh Jordan Hashtag had an internship, too. and I thought he kicked ass, and I reached out over here to people here and said, hey, I think you need to take a look at Josh How Jordan. many of our interns have jobs here? Like, this is not a lot. A lot Tyler was an intern. I was an intern. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you talking about turned into a job or I, currently work a job while they're... No, I. Or, yeah, but even that, I mean, and, how and many... Wasn't Andrew an intern? Andrew was an intern. Yeah, Jose I'm, was an intern. I'm saying how many people work here now because there's countless people who have jobs in radio now that interned here, but several of them work here now. Yeah. So it, Oh, yeah, the guy with the, who actually became a producer who works at... A, I see him at Best Buy all the time I go in. John Belmer. Yeah, yeah John's yeah, a... The Best Buy. He was an him. intern. Yeah, and he was an intern. I see him working in... Um, the guy who played baseball at Villanova, um, who's an intern, I introduced him to, I, I was like, man, this guy's super sharp. I said, hey, uh, what was his name? He was an intern here from Villanova not long ago. He played baseball. And I entered, I said, hey, I want to. Oh, yeah, he wrote some stuff for Sports Map. I can't remember his name. Super sharp. And I just, I just know he has something to him. Yeah. And he was telling me about he had done some stuff for an internship for marketing stuff at MLB or whatever. So I introduced him to Nick. Uh, Skirfield, I said, I think you guys would, would really do well. And Skirfield ended up hiring him, and uh, they, they met. And it was just, I just played Dot Connector, but now he works for him where his, where his, uh, his agency it took place. Like, like for me, I want to try to – I can't do this with everybody. I don't have, I don't have time to do it, and, and not a lot of people are going to strike me that they just have something to right. it. But every once in a while when they do, you want them – like Fred gave me a, a, an opportunity. Now I was already working in radio, but – Fred gave me an opportunity. I was in radio for three years, but I got to do something I always found valuable was, and really ahead of ahead of the time was having a discussion with um, the, the AP sports writers with with the lost odds, and yeah. it was about whether or not newspapers should have point spreads in them. Yeah, wow, that was an actual topic. Yeah, and and Lance was my betting expert, and we had DeLoss and uh, somebody from uh, the NCAA. Yeah, we had the NCAA's uh, vice president in charge of. Uh, and then, I, and the thing that came out of that that was amazing was Delos talking about how Vegas called them over some unusual bets on the Longhorns, mm-hmm. and they wound up sitting a kid because of it. The most amazing thing about Delos is he whistles the entire time he talks <laughs> he to does. you. He does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could tell Delos didn't even hardly want to be there because, you know, he has to act like he's not like he he's against gambling, but he knows all of his big time of course yeah. boosters are just. <laughs> betting a ton on the Longhorns. Of course. But that's, you know, it wasn't, I mean, like, Lance was a no-brainer for me because I was trying to get into the, to I was trying to get radio popularity to a newspaper that was old and stodgy. And, of course, Lance was great at that because he was he was bringing an audience. And just like we did with MMA and it's like we did with poker and stuff like that. And we tried to get a younger audience. And so as soon as I left, they got rid of all of them, including Lance. Yeah, it didn't, um, it didn't, you know, but for me to interns like if you're an intern you can't just be you know you got to go above and beyond but i do think it's generational a lot of interns don't um they just see it as you want them to work for free well there are people here who show up and intern here and you can tell they're interning here because they need a a class credit yeah and that's fine and that's you just show up and you you, like you do what you're asked to do that's fine but there are also interns who like when their shift is over they're like okay can you show me how to do this can you show me no we've had some pretty good ones this time around um, it seems like, from what I can tell, yeah, um, we have some pretty good ones. But I wasn't that shocked. But then it is—it is amazing how people come out of nowhere. I mean, like, and, out of absolute nowhere. Oh yeah, and they don't. And I always like trying to challenge people to actually, hey, instead of you trying to flex on for for clout on social media, why don't you come into my direct messages and let's talk? Let's have a discussion well, I don't, about I don't it. Want that. Yeah, and I had one person take me up on it, and we had a good discussion. Another guy came in and apologized to me, said I shouldn't have, you know, I called you a name. That was wrong for me to do that. And I said, I appreciate it. I think that, you know, it takes a man to, to step up and say that. And we went back and forth. And he had a lot of frustrations over doing – he'd done an internship with Pittsburgh Pirates, Duquesne, like four or five, and nothing ever came of him. And I think that was just a real frustration where the reality is if he had just stuck to one, he was trying to get in media relations or, the, on the team side. here's the other reality. Sometimes it's not your path. 
Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, there's a, there's been a lot of people who came through here and interned, and after six months, you can just tell, this life ain't for them. Yeah, and, that and, happens, too. You know, or so maybe it's this isn't the road you're supposed to be on, but it, it's a valuable thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying, like, listen, I... The, what the interns do for me is is minimal. Like they answer the phones when I'm on the show. I I don't use interns really. So, but obviously the station does, and it's valuable to the station. But it's valuable. It should be valuable to them too. And if it doesn't work both ways, then what's the point of doing it? No one's like putting a gun to anyone's head and saying, "Hey, intern here." It's it's always offered as an opportunity. And if you don't want it. Cool. Pass well, it. Somebody and, will take it. And when I when when I was doing sports map, I was I would talk to all the interns. Say, listen, if you want to try something here, come to my office. And and I I would meet with I them. I told you they're not supposed to do that. No, not like that, <laughs> dude. This isn't Chronicle, Freddie. Oh, uh, so, uh, but I was come to my office. We'll, no we'll, we'll, in the office. We'll come up with the uh, we'll come up with some ideas, and I, and inevitably there'd be ten of them in that room. And I said, you know what will happen? Three of you will come in. One of you will actually do something. And that's what happened, and we got a couple of good stories out of it. It's just it comes down to when you come in, when you come into that situation, you have to do something a little extra or else. And it was really fun doing the happy hour because the interns got to be involved, and so we got to know them a little bit. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that, and it sounds silly that we're we're drinking and they got drunk with us, but it also, you know, it gives you a chance to get noticed. And sometimes, dude, dude, I've remembered more interns' yeah, names I mean, since we started Happy Hour. Just look at your Twitch right now. Oh, it, oh, free intern bleep is garbage. Hey, look, if you don't, if you don't want to, nobody's forcing well, you. Well, see, this is what people don't understand too. You could get inter for a lot of a lot of times. Internship means you are getting something that's a little bit special. Like it's you get certain access, you meet certain people. Um, there is a difference. I'm not sure people understand. There's a difference between a menial. Uh, job that would pay minimum wage and you would do a minimum wage job or something that has a little more access to it. Um, and some internships do offer that. And some internships are actual opportunities and others are just, you know, busy, busy work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and like Eric says, who's forcing anyone to take, nobody's forcing anyone to do anything. No. And, and you have to, uh, if, if you're, especially if you're trying to get into sports, like if you can intern around Lance Zerline, you don't think that's going to benefit you, and 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 you're investing in yourself and you're making that kind of contact. You guys whining about not getting paid. Guess what? If we don't do unpaid intern uh, internships, guess how many people get that access? Well, I would I would go to uh I didn't mention this, but I mean my first internship was for Barry Warner, and I would just after I worked a shift at Papado on Tuesdays, <laughs> I would go to I would go up in my like uniform. I would go up and just, uh, you know, roll up my sleeves and just, uh, like, literally. Yeah. It didn't look like I had a restaurant uniform on, although the black pants and SAS shoes gave it away. <laughs> but um, I would just go answer phones, and I got to know Barry Warner that way. Um, I got Jim Nance's phone number that way, and I called Jim Nance one time and left a message. He actually, like, called me back and, and had a 15-minute discussion with me in the morning, which I thought was, like, I couldn't believe he had, he had done that. That that he had that he did that, but um, yeah, that's where I met Matt Thomas. He was where he was a board op over there. He had been an intern, was a board op at the station, but um, that was my first internship. And I was, like I said, I was just answering phone calls, uh, putting people on the air. You know, I, it wasn't doing a whole lot, but I just felt like I was at least part of something. So it was important to me, like I was at least doing something that was in the direction of what I wanted to do at the time. And this guy's, it's a different world than when you guys were interning. Is it? Is it really? Why? Why is it different? Yeah. Everyone there's, says that, but you don't know what the a, world was when we well, were no, and, and frankly, there's so few jobs in this business. The only way you're ever going to get a chance is to get your name out there in front of people. And that's... This isn't like McDonald's asking you to intern no. where, you, I mean, if you don't work at this McDonald's, you work in... There's a, a thousand... Or Walmart. Like, the, like... This is, uh, uh, I looked at it anyway, and when I was interning in Austin, I just looked at it as an opportunity. And, and my internship, I did a lot of different stuff. Like, my internship literally started with me sitting in a room with a host writing jokes on a notepad and passing him jokes. That was my first, my very first thing I did as an intern. And I was like, you know what? But that has value to me. Like, that's different than, 
I, was I actually, 20, I was 23 years old. Yeah, I actually, I wasn't a professional joke writer. It, <laughs> no. it, I, I just, I thought of funny stuff and I just passed it. Oh, to I him. was 24 when I was working for free on the weekend. But it's just, it's, it's a matter of what you're willing to do. It, it really is like some internships aren't for everybody, and some of them are. It's a matter of if you don't want to do it, don't do don't it. Don't do but it. It does. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of stories about people who got who got their opportunities through internships as well. I, I was, Whether you like be, it or not. Listen, I, mean, I was going to be pouring carabellinis at night anyway. Yeah. So it was a matter of, do I want to sit at home all day watching porno on DVD, or do I want to actually hmm. try and figure something out? That's specific. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was that was the age. Yeah. Uh, so, so I was like, you know what? I'll go in and try to do something so I'm not pouring carabellinis when I'm 40, and sure enough, I'm not. Yeah, this 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 uh, Twitch loon is basically one of those people who probably has never worked a day in his life and expects people to give him. Everything. No, he's one of the people that were going after Lance and people like that, and that's okay. And that's they, fine. You, that's here's your, what I, here's what I tell you, Twitch loon: don't intern. Yeah, but that's the thing. When someone's willing to do something that you aren't, they get ahead of you in life. It's just uh, it, that's that's true. People who are willing to do extra work. And I, I say this all the time to my son. Like, if if there's two kids playing ball growing up together and they've got the same talent level, they've got the same abilities, but one of them goes to the cage every night and does extra work, which one do you think is going to make See, it? See, I don't think – people people love to – they act like this is some kind of special membership of privilege. It's not. Uh, it's the stupidest thing. If you come from wealth and you have the ability – if you come from wealth, you ain't working internships. Is, is there Juggalo, is there, in, Juggalo Trey interned here. He came from a people, trailer park. People who come from wealth have jobs already. Yes, they, they come just, from wealth. They, they just step ask in a their parents for a job. Yeah, and they get like the this job. is not some kind of golden ticket like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where Grandma Josephina and Grandpa Joe were sitting there with their privates touching against other grandparents in a bed together and opening up, unwrapping up. Look at the golden ticket. I got a free internship in radio. We must be wealthy. No, internships case. are not some kind of special privilege. Th- wealthy people don't mess with internships. No. They're yeah. out there just I, stepping right wait, into there's, work. There's four people in this room. Raise your hand if you grew up with money. Crickets. Yeah. None, none of us. I, no. I didn't. No. Granado probably did. No. I, I was I was the... My dad worked in the oil field. I was the definition of like a middle class Texas kid. My my dad worked at high school football and college football before they actually got paid. Like this, I, I can't believe what he got paid football wise at University of Houston now versus I mean then versus what they get paid now. Like coaches' salaries, it's it's crazy. How far oh, yeah, that's now changed. versus then, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not close. And, and, and one of the things we always talk about the kind of people we want to hire here are. There's bare minimum people, and then there's extra mile people. And bare minimum people show up. They work 9 to 5. They take their hour lunch. At 5 o'clock, they're gone. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we have people like that. No, you punch in, punch out. Yeah, you, don't expect to be special. But, yeah, you at no point can you. What, what athlete? No, look, we, we, we praise our athletes. But it's the same thing in the real world and the real life, too. Like, the guys, you think LeBron James doesn't put in extra time? Still. Do you think Trey Young doesn't put in extra time? You think Steph Curry just, he only shoots in pregame warm-ups? No. Lance <laughs> Well, if you're watching I mean, on TV, that's what you think. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the only time he Alex shoots. Bregman sitting in there, work, 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 work. These guys are all putting in a tremendous amount of time, and you either, and the, and the ones who make it from college into the, uh, from, from high school to college, or college into pros, usually it's the work ethic that determines that. I mean, a lot of guys have special traits and, and special talent, but we, I don't, you know, everyone gets mad if you diminish their work. I'm not diminishing the work that they put into it. But don't diminish the work of the other people. Yeah. Put into, into it as well. I, I'll just tell you a quick story. My dad, when he when he had me, he was a high school coach in Abernathy, Texas. And he was in his 20s. And they had, um, and he had, a, you know, he was in, he came off a farm. My mom came off a farm. They didn't have money. He went to Vietnam, fought in Vietnam, came back. Uh, I worked, fought in Nam too. Worked, <laughs> worked construction. He started coaching uh, junior high football uh, from there, and then he became the high school f- head coach in his twenties because it was a small school; no one wanted it. And then he made a he made a like a goal list, and his goal list was to work for a um, for a four A high school football team or something like that. And so, his second year at Abernathy, he went to his 
he went to I think his second year he went and he quit because that they weren't four A and he wanted to attain his goal. Now he had me and my brother already, and then my sister was on the way. So that was a third child was on the way. Is he and my mom? They had no money. We moved to an apartment in Rosenberg. He got a job shortly thereafter. Big city. Like he had no he had no money. Yeah. He quit, and then he shortly thereafter got a job. He just had this faith that it would work out. Then his goal next thing said he would coach college football. So he quit uh, his Lamar Consolidated job and ended up getting a. Um, he took a job. Oh, he didn't quit. He took a job as a uh, a part time coach, assistant coach at University of Houston, making like uh, I think it was eight hundred dollars a month. Okay, a whopping eight hundred a yeah. month. And he didn't know how they were going to make it. And then uh, he just busted his ass, did everything they did, and you know he could. And w- Billy Willingham or Bill Yeoman said, "Youngster, I want you to come to." Young fellow, I want you to come to lunch with me. I like the work you've done. So they gave him a job. It was like, you know, 15000 a year yeah. or whatever. Um, and and they were paying the players more than he that. Kept, <laughs> he, kept, he just kept following his goal sheet, and then he stopped following it at a certain time. But it's like when you take away, when you take away your uh, any kind of a safety net, when I say safety net, I'm just talking about a job you hate or whatever. Man, it means you can't, like, if you fail – it t- it takes away your ability to fail, and I don't know what he was thinking by quitting some of those jobs and putting us in that kind of. S- but but once you get older, you can't possibly do that. Like you can't, you just you're I, smarter. I did it at 40, 44 years old. It's scary though. It, it was yeah, and it, it's paid off big time. But it took right. a long time. I lived in the car for a week. Hey, uh, can we put a bow on this with something from our buddy David Philpot? Well, that's your privilege to live in a car. Sure. Uh, everyone's story is different. Everyone has their own experience. But just going on my own experience, the internship I had with ESPN was invaluable. Thankful the experience that led me to opportunities where I am now. It may not be in radio, but it's still in the media world and in television. May not have gotten this opportunity I am now without the internship that led to a job with Gal. Yeah. And would David Philpot be famous for singing Christmas carols if it weren't for his internship? Mm-hmm. No. There you go. Love you, David. <laughs> yeah. We miss you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Lance. J.J. Watt and sports. All right. Uh, all right, guys. I got to tell you about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. And if you want new windows put in your home, oh, boy, there's only one place to go. Allstate. And I know now from experience because I got these windows put in my house. Fantastic. Not only do they look great, and they do. My, my wife basically custom designed what she wanted our windows to look like. But they do a fantastic job of insulating the house. I'm saving 40% on my electric bill. When the power went out a couple weeks ago, it took forever for my house to get cold because the windows weren't weren't letting all the heat float out like an old aluminum window would have done. So I can't recommend them highly enough. 25% off all window packages right now. Uh, you get discounts for, for being a first responder, for being uh, a veteran. Uh, if, if you pay all cash, you get a, a, a separate discount. You want the best rate. Call Allstate. Allstate Siding and Windows, 832-204-1936 or allstatesidingandwindows.com.